This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was funny, you you, br- you brought up J.J. Howard. I was going to get that to a little bit later. But with Michigan, obviously, you know, Blake Corm decides he's coming back. Now, he will be rehabbing his knee. Yeah. So it, it's a good thing to have Donovan Edwards to kind of pick up yeah. the slack until Blake Corm is fully ready. But we all have seen what Blake Corm could do. You're bringing back uh, J.J. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. How much does this stunt their offseason growth knowing that their coach is looking at a, a job in the NFL. Now, I don't know if he's going to take a job, but he's actively pursuing a job in the NFL. It, where it seems like all the momentum is in Ann Arbor. Does this slow things down? Because I got to think if, if I'm an incoming recruit, I'm a little hesitant of what did I just sign up for? And, you know, with the existing players, you know, they asked Blake Corm yesterday, you know, about Jim Harbaugh. And he's like, well, he's got to do what's best for him which is code for I don't really know what Jim is going to do. You know, he, he's, a, he's a different type of cat. So does, does that – how much does that, does that stunt the growth and the progress that Michigan could have? Because I do think that they are on the cusp that they could be in that new category, but it seems like you need everybody, including your coach, to be fully bought in. Yeah, you, you do need all of that, but to me – this is where a guy like Ward Manuel really earns his chops, right? I think, and he's already proven it. Right? You, you say, okay, this is what you're doing. You're taking this pay cut, and you're going to have to earn the money back. That's, that's not a, that's a power move from an athletic director to make something like that happen. And, you know, he, he made that move. So I am, I am, would not be at all shocked. Well, I'm not shocked. I know that every one of these elite ADs expects to lose their head coach at some point in time. And having gone through this situation already, I'm sure he is prepared with his, with his short list of candidates that he would like. But I would say this, I would say that this Michigan program right now with the way it's constructed with the players that are in that locker room, they understand what it takes to win. And it to me, it is getting back to, I don't know that they're there yet because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen the change, uh, necessarily a change at the head coaching position, and then all of a sudden you start to have dominance. But Michigan should be one of those those places where it doesn't matter who the head coach is as much as the players that are in there. Because the, you, you should believe that Ward Manuel is going to be able to go out, whether it's Jim stays or whether he goes, I don't know. But he should be able to find the next great coach. Right. And I think that that becomes the challenge 
when your program is so big and, and the culture is, is right, which I believe it is, that you're able to go out and hire the next guy that's able to continue to lead, much as we watched it happen right. or watched things happen in Ohio State. Now, they haven't won the championship, but they haven't dropped the ball no. with Ryan Day uh, as head coach. They haven't dropped the ball, Howard, but I guess I look at this with your Michigan and you're sitting on top. I, I, I expect more five-star players in the classes. And other than Will Johnson, there haven't been any. And that's I think that's where it seems like I don't know if it's the fact that you don't know if the coach is going to be there or not. But, man, back-to-back Big Ten, back-to-back college football playoff appearances, we saw what, like I said, what 17 five-stars looked like on one team. I, I guess maybe I just expected more. Then, like I said, Will Johnson, and you saw the impact that Will had as a true freshman. He's up and coming. He's going to be a problem for at least the next two years in the Big Ten. I just thought that they would be able to bring in more more players like that. I always thought that, like, back in from 2013 to 2015, that was D'Antonio's biggest mistake is when he was at the top, he didn't go in and try to get top players. It was like, no, nope, I'm going to use the same strategy that got me there. And I, and I just, maybe it's just me. I think that strategy has to change. Once you finally get to the upper level and you're playing against big boys, you got to yeah. do big boy type things. Yeah, I pushed back out on, on what D'Antonio did because I think with the 2016 class, yeah, he went and got some dudes. No, he, you know, you're right. I stand corrected. He went and got, some dudes, he went and got dudes, dudes, but those dudes were was duds. No. no, you're right. They weren't fit. And I shouldn't say that. I should, I'm painting with a broad brush. You had some players that had some some situations off the field. They had character I don't issues. know whether they were fit in the locker room or not, but they clearly had situations off the field that took away from their ability and their availability on the field. So I wonder, though, if Michigan has – gone with the strategy of we need to make sure that, that the players fit because that's what when I continue to hear and talk with the players they talk about just you know how how together how galvanized they are as a unit and as a team uh, and what they want to accomplish and, and they talk about in previous years maybe it was not there now look I get it you would you would expect them to be recruiting at, at I mean, a higher level, probably. I guess yeah. you can make the point when you talk about more five stars. But I, I still don't know that when you talk about the way Alabama recruits, the way Georgia recruits, uh, when you talk about the, the, the truly those top three or four teams that, that are in a lot of those recruiting battles, I mean, it's, uh, it's relentless. Those guys are relentless. And, and you look at just the back offices that, that – Georgia has, the back offices that Alabama now has had for, for many years, all of those things play a huge part. And the culture has to be important, and people want to be there. And I'm not saying players don't want to be in Michigan, but I, I still think you just have to continue to to, to find those players, that, that just not to be able to stockpile them, but you got to make sure that they're going to be a good fit for you in your program. And let's not forget, though, uh, a lot of these five stars – uh, that are that are at Georgia, uh, they're they're from the south, yeah. or they're from out west. You know, it's it's not too many guys. They do, but not too many guys that that are those five star talents uh, in the Midwest um, that stay in the Midwest. Or if they are, you know, you're competing against you know Ohio State, you're competing against Michigan, you're competing against Notre Dame. 
yeah. for those same players. And you go south, you still have those competitions. But, you know, Georgia's hot right now. Alabama has been hot when you talk about production and guys wanting to make it to the National Football League. And that's not a knock against any of our teams here. But they've been able to do it, and they've proved that they've been able to not only stockpile the talent, but be able to keep it. This year, or last year, was really the first year we saw sort of a, um, a large exodus out of Alabama with, with players that were leaving. Right. And it comes down to being able to, you know, obviously protect your own roster, but you got to still be able to go maximize in the recruiting area. And, and if, yeah, I think it's a valid point when you look at the success that Michigan has had on the field the last two years, that it, not, it hasn't necessarily shown up in the recruiting rankings.